Hey guys, Paul Rick here. Welcome to Season 4 of the Baseball Dad Show. And in this short episode, we're going to preview what our theme for this season of the Baseball Dad Show is going to be. And we are going to focus on a part of the game that um, that experience has shown me. It's going to be 30 years this spring that um, I'll be coaching baseball. So we're going to focus on what experience has shown me is the single biggest thing that prevents our players from playing the best when it means the most. The single biggest thing that gets in the way of them taking all of the instruction and all of the practice and the camps and the clinics and the lessons and having it show up in the game. The biggest thing that prevents them from taking their off-season work, their strength training and their conditioning and have it translate into the season. The biggest thing that gets in the way of them playing in a game that the way they play in practice or hitting the cage or throwing a bullpen. And not only is it the biggest thing that gets in the way of our players, it affects all players equally. It affects the beginning player, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, in the very same way it affects a major league player. And we're going to focus on that this year because I think, I don't think, I know, if we can get this part of our game right, a lot of the things we do, to we look to to improve our game, we won't need to. We will help our players get more out of what they've got, get everything out of what they got, show up and play the way we know they can play when they need to play that way. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute and go into in detail what we're going to be doing. But um, as I was preparing for this season, um, you know, I thought a lot about 2020. And it's a good thing that 2020 is an easy year. 2020 is, an, you know, is easy numbers to remember because why, how else would we remember it? <laughs> you know? and, and so 2020 was a really unique year. And we, uh, we had somewhat of a shortened season of the Baseball Dad Show. Um, and in, in just all honesty, we had to turn a lot of our attention to um, Baseball Education Center and to, to be really working there as the shortened or even canceled baseball seasons uh, certainly impacted everything that we were doing. Um, So we had a little shortened season on the Baseball Dads podcast, but I thought about 2020, and I'm not really one to look back. Um, I don't like to look at uh, ratings or downloads. I have a a personal rule. I don't read reviews of of my work. I kind of gauge uh, the the direction and the way to go with the show with, with so many of you that I talk to on a regular basis and the feedback I get from you and the challenges you tell me you're facing and the questions that you send in. And that's, that's how I gauge where to go with the show. Um, I, and for those of you that, that um, I do have great relationships and contact with, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And those of you I haven't met yet, I hope that we will have communication and contact going forward. But I looked back. I took a few minutes. I looked back. And uh, it's, it's four years, almost to the day, that we started the first uh, Baseball Dad show. It was, it was uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2017. Feels like yesterday. We've put up 127 episodes, which to me feels like, I don't know, doesn't feel like 127. Um, we've got um, basically a five-star rating on iTunes, um, 4.8 to be exact, with 101 ratings, which um, is, is pretty humbling to me, considering that um, a lot of the podcasts, I looked at some of the podcasts I listen to on a regular basis, and I think are really impactful, and, um, and it's humbling to think that we have more ratings than that. Um, and I looked at the downloads. I thought for sure that, you know, this year probably, um, you know, with baseball being in the situation that it is, it, it probably, you know, we didn't have as many listeners. Well, I, I just, I looked up, and for the 12 months, the last 12 months, um, we've had 
1,080,000 downloads on the nose. <laughs> and I'm a numbers guy. I like things like that. As I look at it in the calculations, it is 1080000. So it's 1,080,000. And so I see the first three numbers are 108. There's 108 stitches in the on a baseball. I, I'm like that. I like things like that. I think those are kind of whatever we believe in, you know, uh, is kind of nudging us in the right direction and the winds are blowing us uh, the right way. So this year on the Baseball Dad Show, my theme is going to be this idea that I've just been fixated on for the better part of the last year, which is this idea of playing fearless. Now, fearless can kind of encompass a lot of things. When we talk about fear, we tend to think about someone who's really scared, but a lot of times it shows up as anxiety, worry, pressure. Um, When we have made a mistake, it can show up as regret, embarrassment, shame, depression. And I kind of translate that all as the ability to play with or without fear. And when we think about these things, and as you, I'm sure I'm sure now you can imagine, and you can, you've noticed by now, the changes in, in youth baseball. Not only in the last maybe 10 or 15 years with the advent of tournament baseball, but really the changes, that, that just it's accelerated. The, 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 the tournament baseball culture has accelerated the last year or two. And I think as, as we live in this COVID era, I think tournaments are probably going to be more prevalent. Not big tournaments, but I think you're going to see more like, hey, four teams are going to get together and play maybe like a round-robin tournament or some other type of, of tournament play where there's not going to be hundreds and hundreds of players, but there's still going to be tournament baseball with smaller amounts of, of teams. And I, and I think also, too, with the limited restrictions on travel, I think that concept makes sense of going to one location and having limited number of people and being able to control it. Um, it just makes sense. And so with this advent and this acceleration of tournament baseball comes with it this idea of big games, big moments, big situations. Now, I've got a whole, you probably know I have theories about, you know, well, we're just kind of making them up as big. They're not really big. We're just kind of, you know, nobody, we make up a tournament. The kids play in the tournament. We call this the play-in game, the elimination game, the semifinals, the finals, the championship. And, and it kind of creates this, you know, are we label it what it, we label the game something and it kind of creates this, this uh, emotions underneath it. So our young players and our older players are under what we would call quote unquote more pressure than ever before. And this pressure, this ability to, to play fearless and to play free from anxiety, from worry, from pressure, from, uh, from embarrassment of mistakes, from regret, from shame, from the, the ability to play free from that can take a player to another level. Actually, not to another level. It can take the player to the level that they actually should be at. Because really, what all of those things do is it takes the player away from how they really can play all the time. And what we'll see is that when you remove anxiety, fear, worry, pressure, regret, shame, depression, embarrassment, when you remove those things, you, f- you find that you're going to get more from the player than, than he was given before. And, and, and again, actually not. What you're going to do is you're actually going to be getting his full potential. You're going to be getting the, the things that we see uh, disconnect from. Uh, they play one way in practice, another way in the game. They play one way in, the, in, in a regular season game, a different way in a tournament. They play one way uh, when they're training and another way when, when they step on the mound or they step in the batter's box. 
And so what we're seeing there is that we're, we're seeing the way they can play. We're seeing what their potential is. And then we're seeing that it somehow there's something, something happens between their demonstration of their potential and then their ability to take it in between the lines. And when these things come about, worry, fear, uh, regret, embarrassment, depression, anxiety, we tend to turn to what we would call the mental game, mental toughness, sports psychology. And we tend to do things like pump-up speeches, rah-rah talks, motivational things. Um, we even teach our kids to breathe, have pre app out routines, visualization, meditation, um, affirmations, incantations, um, uh, pre-game rituals, um, even uh, setting goals and vision boards and, and having a pro- all these things. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that all of those things aren't helpful. I think they can be helpful, but, but everything that I just, I just listed, um, we know about it. I didn't tell anybody anything that they didn't know about already, but what I have found through experience is that when we need it the most, we're least inclined to use it. And even those that are practicing it in a process daily, it is at best a renewable source of motivation, focus, determination, drive. And I say that renewable is that you've got to recharge it. It's not something that works all the time. It's not something that you do and it can create a basis for permanent change because what we're doing is we're working on the content of a situation or a thought process or a belief or a belief structure and not the fact of them. And so for the last three years, I have been really studying a field of psychology that um, is groundbreaking and I believe I, I don't believe I know because I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in the players that I work with in the coaches I work with the parents I work with in the game and then also the mentoring and coaching clients that I work with outside of baseball and in this field of psychology it is completely it is it is an entirely whole new way of looking at how we approach what we would call the mental game or mental toughness and when we, when, we, when we struggle with these areas of the mental game, we often think that if we improve in other areas, if we throw harder or if we're, we improve our launch angle or exit velo or we get stronger, that somehow it will magically give us the confidence or the capabilities or the state of mind or the positivity or the framework of a, of a mental framework or a mental belief structure that will eliminate those things. And what I'm going to say and what we're going to teach about this season is, and we'll, we'll spend our fair share of time talking about the X's and O's and mechanics of baseball. Um, but what we're going to look at this season is that when we can understand this new way of thinking that I'll teach you, you're going to find that there's going to be less and less need to turn to what we would call traditional sports psychology, mental training, mental game, or mental toughness. You're going to find fewer and fewer of those moments that kids will lose control. That kids will feel anxiety and pressure and all of those feelings we talked about. You're also going to find that your player is going to start to evolve into the player that you know he can be. And reach the potential that you know he has. And then you'll find yourself less and less often turning to ways to improve the things that we're hoping if we improve them might take away the fear, the pressure, and the anxiety, the panic, and stuff like that. And so that's going to be the basis of the Baseball Dad Show this year. Um, I'm so excited about it. And uh, like I said, I've been studying this 
<laughs> hours and hours per day and, and have done a lot of, of training and, and research and, and practical use and application of it that um, I, I really feel confident about how much it's going to help this community. So um, that will be our focus. In addition, we have so many exciting things happening. Um, in addition to this, this season of the Baseball Dad Show, we've got, um, we launched a masterclass at the end of last year, masterclass series. We have three or four mass, live masterclasses going on throughout the week, every week at Baseball Education Center. You can check all that out, baseballeducationcenter.com. If, um, and then we're also releasing a new show. We're going to start a new show based on some of what we're going to talk about here in the Baseball Dad Show and also um, uh, mixing in practical baseball. Um, instruction that's going to be called the fire and velo show that will be coming out soon and there's just and and we've just got tons of new programs and 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 initiatives at baseball education center that are really exciting so uh thank you again for being part of over a million downloads and all of the great feedback if if you do feel like this podcast has been helpful um i i would appreciate it if you would give it a, a give it a great rating on itunes it only takes a second to hit that five star um, if you're inclined to do that and um, again thank you so much I'm pumped about this year um, again if you want to uh, send in a question you can contact us uh, by going to baseballdadshow.com so uh, again I'm pumped for this season thank you again and I'll see you on the next show hey it's Paul Reddick thanks so much for listening to the show I really appreciate it I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads and I would love for you to check it out you can go to baseballdadsbook.com all the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.